Welcome to Diving Into Writing with me, Lucinda Pebre and Marielle Smith. Join us as we dive beyond the surface of our writing practice. Hey Lou! How are you this week? <laughs> I am tired. I think it, do you think it's the time of year as well that everything's just? Yeah, I I think I've seen it around me. I was like, I was, I was helping my partner pack yesterday and there were two more friends and I came into the house and one of them said, Hey, you're looking good. And I was so surprised that I couldn't even take the compliment. I was like, what? (laughs) Because before I left the house, I was like, I don't think the bags under my eyes have ever been this big. (laughs) just her saying like hey you look good I was like what uh are are you sure that that was my response very very good response to a compliment um yeah so I think we ended on that I was looking authentically tired so that made it look good (laughs) yes I don't know uh, whether I'm not getting enough sleep or whether it's just the change into you know going into winter and the darkness the shorter days I don't know if that is a part of it I'm not sure <laughs> well I'm, I'm not looking forward to daylight savings no that's soon as well isn't it next weekend for or this weekend well so when we not when this is posted but now we're recording it's oh yes it's gonna be next weekend yeah yeah well, it's like this morning when I woke up it was dark for the first time we go to Scotland that uh, next weekend. So it'll be even shorter because we're going north. So it, the days will be even shorter. Yes. Oh, yeah. I do think, I do I do get the feeling that a lot of people are sort of feeling rushed now. Mm. Um, even though I'm not entirely sure we know what we're rushing for. Well, we fill our lives, don't we? We fill our lives with things to do. Yeah, lots of them. And that's what we're talking about as it happens. Yes, we're going to talk about juggling. I was going to say how to juggle, but I don't have the answer to that. So let's just say that we're talking about the juggling of multiple projects. Yeah. And yours will be slightly different to mine in that you're literally talking projects, aren't you? I'll be talking juggling um projects such as dogs with writing (laughs) with day job yes i'll definitely for me it's juggling multiple creative projects yeah Yeah. which sounds like fun oh it is it is absolutely fun that's why i'm like i you know i was never made for a nine to five job where i do the same thing over and over i mean Mm. some people are and that's perfectly fine but but i get bored quite easily so if I have one day ahead and I just have one thing to work on that day, that's overwhelming. But if I can say, okay, so in the morning I'll work on this and then I'll do a little bit of that one. And then, oh, then I have three hours in the afternoon for this thing. Like, even if I just have like one thing to do, which is going to take me like 10 hours instead of just doing that in two days, I'd rather just do two hours a day for a week. Yeah. 
because I like that shift. Yes, I can see how that that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, and some and, th- and that's actually because I had a conversation. I was interviewed for the Witch Wavelength podcast last week. And the co-host, Sheena, she was like, we, w- we were talking about her uh, nonfiction book, which what the podcast is based on. And she was actually in the middle of writing a novel when that idea came to her and she had to choose, like, am I going to listen to this spark of intuition or am I going to first finish this novel so for me I've always been really good at I'm not as good in writing two fiction novels at the same time but I can do a fiction project and a non-fiction project yes easily because they're completely different in terms of the parts of the brain they use I should imagine I, I I don't I don't know about that for sure, but that seems the logical reason. Um, so we so I asked her like so, and and she she hasn't fully tried it, but she said she is very much a when she does something, she dives in completely and she sort of gets lost in it, and then. Um, so for her, it's a very she immerses herself entirely into the project. So of course, I get that if if that is your mode of doing these things it's going to be really hard to drag yourself out a little bit to work on another thing in which you also want to immerse yourself fully but yeah. that's not my work mode so for me it's just like as long as I'm not writing to fiction novels at the same time I can juggle multiple things although I'm learning now that there is a limit to that I wonder if it's about what we tell our brains though you know so for me having a day job obviously that that takes out quite a large part of my week but it's I don't know whether like my boss ever thinks oh is she is she writing a novel (laughs) during the day job but I, I don't do that you know because I work from home as well because my head is very much in the day job and then and when I sit down to write I want to just have to write just to have that to think about I can't I wouldn't be able to juggle say phone calls or thinking about work and making that transition so it's like you can't compartmentalize your brain and I wonder if it's possible to do that to write two fiction projects at the same time well what you just said made me think I once had so this is before I because I've been always I've always been juggling jobs I guess like I'm I think at the worst not the worst but I, I've had a period in which I was like working at a hardware store teaching at university slowly starting out my editing business so it was a mess right yeah but I remember the hardware job Right. That was for me just my comfort zone. Like I worked there forever um, and it was fun. It was fun for me in that I worked at the at the decoration sort of like area. So the paints and the stuff. So you could actually got to advise people like and, and on curtains. And, and so it's an actual, you help people sort of decorate their rooms instead of just like, oh, you need this little 
copper pipe for your bathroom, right? That's a bit less of a, like for me, like they show me pictures of their house and stuff like that. And, and um, so it was, it was, it was fun. Um, but that was when I was not working with people and just doing the, like part of the job was, you know, when, when stock comes in, you have to put it in the right place. Yes. That doesn't take that much brain space yeah. for me. I, I I would have like a, a little notebook in my pocket sometimes. Uh, just think. So that allowed me to think. So it really much depends on on how much brain space your job takes. Yeah. And I know from I know from you that your job that your job comes with huge responsibilities. So it takes up a bit more brain space. Yeah. Than you know restocking a hardware store. Yeah. And it's the responsibility as well of getting the work done and, and not letting people down and all of that that wouldn't allow me to just go, oh, do you know what? Today I'm just going to write my uh, novel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that is that is that that is that. So I don't I do think like I once had this, I once had this this client and and they were so fixated on, I need to get rid of my day job because being a writer means I can write full time. So I was like, so this was like a coaching session. Uh, I was like, so do you, do you, do you not like your day job? No, it was fine. And then they said, actually, the way the day job is set up, it gives me a lot of time to think about, like in my head to plot my novels. So I'm like, okay, so that sounds actually like an amazing day job to have. You don't hate it. And it gives you a lot of time to think about your writing. And it could be disastrous, couldn't it, if you left your job and then discovered that you weren't thinking about your novels <laughs> because you were filling your life with other things. Yeah, so it was so so in the end, um, in the meantime, they switched jobs. But in the end, it was like, oh, wait, like I could actually. So, so we, we, really, we came to the conclusion that this whole I need to be a full-time author was a story they were telling themselves. Yeah. So I was like, is that really what you think? Or is that just because that's sort of like the definition of success? No, that was the definition of success. That was not necessarily what she needs. She just wanted to write, be able to write. It's sort and of, the job actually allowed for that. So It sort of gets you off the hook as well, doesn't it? Because it gives you an excuse. <laughs> Potentially, it could give you an excuse as to why you're not writing or why you've not finished that novel yet because you're working but Lou I think the point in life is to not look for these excuses <laughs> that says yeah. a lot an awful lot about you that you're like but it's great you can use it as an excuse right? yeah. write you think you should be writing no no but anyway there's a famous Dutch author and um he's known for having a job at a hospital as like um the nighttime the person who sits at the desk. Oh, yeah. Right? So there was literally, like, occasionally there was, like, a, a patient who got lost in the hallways and needed to be escorted back, right? But yeah. that's how he wrote his first novel. Because yeah. he had to be up. He had to be paying attention. But he just sat in this glass box just writing a novel. Yeah, so there are jobs. So I, I don't think, yeah. But then again, again, like it's like when we say juggling, that means okay, are you juggling things that take up a lot of brain space, or are you juggling things that are okay? Now this is something I can do with like one eye while I focus the rest of my novel. Yes, yeah, and uh, 
Not all yeah. jobs are created equally. No, and it's not just jobs, is it? Like I said, it's dogs to their needs. It could be kids. Yes, and like you said, dogs, it's like your life would already been different if Luca didn't need the attention that he needs. No. And it's the same with kids. Like if you have a couple of really easygoing kids, that makes your life much easier. But if you have a child with special needs, for example, that is a completely different story. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Fitting all that, fitting yeah. their needs in. Yeah. yeah. So or I if, think if you look at what carer, you're talking yeah. yeah. Or if you're a carer, yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Luca has given me quite a lot already, though. So I'm going to forgive him <laughs> for taking me away from writing. Very good. Very good. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying that that is like, like, I remember when you just had uh, Lily, that took a while as well for her to settle. How long? <laughs> we have can, to look back. I don't know. I can't can remember. You remember? Can you no, remember? I can't. How long? But also, Lily is a completely different dog than Luca. Yeah, she but Lily had her issues, but there were different kind of issues. Yeah, yeah, they were not as um, in your face obvious. Although I think with Luca, it's I don't think his issues are particularly more difficult. I think it's about my expectation and what I want for for both of us and how much work that entails like with Lily I just had to give her time <laughs> well, and I think with the look it goes the same yeah yeah so create because so creative projects so for you you're like I I don't think I can handle writing two novels at the same time I I have and I haven't tried it. I haven't tried seriously writing two novels at the same time, but I have switched from one to another. So started one and then switched to writing another for, at the moment I'm writing the novel that I'm doing with Marcus. Mm. And I'm expecting that when we're away on holiday, that we're going to do a lot more together. So no doubt we'll be arguing. <laughs> No doubt there'll be some disagreements. <laughs> it's part of the process, I guess. Yeah, yeah. part of the process. Yeah. So when you when you write with Amy, so in, in the periods that Amy is looking over your work, can you work on something else? What No, what I would do is if Amy comes back to me for edits or whatever, then I would stop for that period, stop one project for that period to do the other and I'm, I'm, that's not necessarily about brain power it's more about time you know the time I've got quite a limited amount of time that I can fit writing into my life so that's why I can't work on two projects at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I awesome. think if I wrote full time that I maybe would like to work on two projects at the same time you know, so that you can switch between them. So maybe do one in a morning and one in an afternoon or 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm also because I I, I I wouldn't know because um, what I'm used to is juggling fiction with nonfiction. But if you've got a deadline, then things change, don't they? Because you've got to meet that deadline. So whatever. Yeah, but my fiction is my own deadline. There is no, I have no deadline for the fiction. Yeah. Because uh, I'm in that phase. Um, but but you do for the other stuff or for your yes. other projects. Yes, and I'm, I'm what I'm... Do because I told you I'm tired, and it's also just I look at my to do list, and only a handful of the things on it get me excited, which always means that I, I really need a break. And I'm I'm thinking that I've kind of reached the limit of the because now I'm doing multiple nonfiction things, and that is still okay if they are separate enough, if they're very close. That's that's when my brain starts struggling. So, for example, I am like just this week, like I'm doing a book tour for one book, and that means I have to write um, a guest post almost every week. Oh, so yeah. that is a completely different topic because because sometimes, like depending on which blogger I'm at, I'll get a topic. Maybe I'll have to come up with my own. So that is one thing. But I'm also right now I'm juggling for the other podcast. I'm I'm working on the next episode and we are drafting a chapter, an introductory chapter for a book, and a, kind of an edited an edited collection of of um of books for I'm not sure if it's just beginner writers, but just you know a, a, one of those craft books. And I find it really hard to juggle those because they're they they cover the same topic and uh, that my head my head doesn't like that yeah because it's too close yeah so i'm like I i'm doing the kickstart i write all the content for that and lots of updates and stuff that's all fine the book tour is fine i think my brain sort of imploded a little bit when we were looking at deadlines realize okay we need to draft this chapter but we also need to get working and with we i mean i because bethany has covered the past couple of episodes so it's really my time to to put in the effort i think that's where my brain went like okay so i'm writing this chapter and i'm writing this this episode and that's just a lot yeah yeah but that's just the volume of work, isn't it? Yeah, but interestingly, other ideas do come up and are vying for my attention. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not even sure whether it's a lack of brain space. I think it's 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 both. I think it's 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 that my brain is a bit you know spread thin right now because it's doing its focus on many nonfiction stuff projects. But I think it's also because they're so close, it's really hard for me to sort of like compartmentalize them, like you said. Yeah. Like this is this project, this is this project. It's more like that's going to be an overlap. So how do they, where do they overlap? Where don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering whether if I had just had to do the, the new episode but I could have been working on one of my own books, for example. Yeah. I, I don't have the answer to that. I also don't know if it's smart because I am tired. So 
maybe I just need to uh, do some more self-care here and there. Yeah, because once you start agreeing to stuff, then you can get yourself into a mess. Yes, I actually, I mean, I'm sure you're going to be really surprised to hear this. <laughs> I committed to something months ago to be like a, um, to volunteer my editing skills for an anthology for a charity. And then last week I got a message that the pieces were, you know, were almost ready for editing. And it was not just me, like there were multiple editors who had volunteered, right? So the, the conversation was, how are we going to split this? Yeah. Right. And then the person, so I know this person, the person, so the person who's organizing all of it was like, you know, if you, I mean, you've all said yes then, but if you need to bow out, it's fine. So at the beginning, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Because I still, I still like, I care for this project, right? Yeah. But eventually I was just, because the thing is that there were three, there were two suggestions of how to do it. Either we split up the text in three, all the texts, right? So everybody does a third. And then we just create like a giant style sheet. So all the edits have similar, follow the same rules. But then, of course, that is not how I would usually do it, right? I would be like, oh, we have three editors. That's great. Everybody reads it in the same order. So then the next person can pick up the stuff that the first person didn't see. Yeah. Right. When you have three editors, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. But just the thought made me go, I can't, like, I don't want that. Like, if I do this, I can only do, like, a, a part of it. So at one point, I just, when the other two agreed, no, we want to read the whole thing. That's the best way to do it. That's when I said, I totally agree, but I I can't do this. Like, I have to, like, if I want to retain my sanity. Because that would mean that on top of all the things, I would now be editing those stories. And my brain really said, you're not going to do that. <laughs> but I think that's the first that I actually said, I can't do this. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. You what? What? When you say it's the first, what was your alternative? Push through and cry a lot, mm. probably. Yeah, I, I, but I don't think I had a choice. It didn't feel like I had a choice. Yeah. It felt like the only choice was, no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, so is that you getting good at knowing what you can and can't do? I th I think it means that I'm getting better at it. I'm by no me I'm not good at it yet. Because I mean the fact that I had to say no because not because I didn't feel like it, but because I had to. Yeah. I think that shows that I already that I'm already too deep in with other stuff. Like I've yeah. already said yes to too many other things. Yeah. yeah, of course, you know, on, on top of that, I just opened a new Instagram account for my more tarot-related stuff because I got really tired of trying to combine it in my coaching and editing account. So, of course, that's also something that I just thought this weekend was a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I do like um, doing multiple things at the same time. I thought you were going to tell me that you'd grown as a person and that now 
Whereas before you would have agreed to do things that were beyond your capacity that now you recognised when to say no? Well, I think the good thing is, is that it, it's becoming easier for me to see, to see why I want to do things and whether, whether that's a good reason to... Because it, I have grown in that I don't say yes to everything anymore. Right, I say yes to things that resonate with me that I really want to do. So this is the first time I said no to something that I really wanted to do. But like in the past, I would have just said yes because I felt like I had to do it, and that I I I, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I've definitely grown in that way. Like I, I, when somebody asks me something, like for example, the chapter that we're writing on on diversity. For me, that was just, yes, I was asked personally. And first of all, I said, can I co-write it? Because I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to write it without my co-host of the podcast. Yeah. Like, and that was fine. So I'm like, that's already better, right? Because then you share the load and then you have like somebody, like you have your sounding board and all that. But I did it not because I was personally asked by someone I know. I did it because... I thought it was a really great opportunity to see whether Bethany and I, so my other the the, the co-host for the other podcast, whether Bethany and I are actually able to write together because the idea behind the other podcast is to end up writing a book about the topic. And of course, this is going to be a traditionally published book. So I was like, it's a great opportunity to have a chapter yeah. in it's going to be a series as well. It's going to be a series of craft books. Um, so that was, that was the decision. It was not because somebody asked me, would you like to do this for me? Yeah. It was me going, do I want to do that? Yes. I think this is a really great opportunity for multiple reasons. So I do think I've, I've grown in that sense that I don't just say yes, because people ask and I don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you, I suppose I'm just thinking about how people determine that and I suppose it's something that fits with your values and something that you can see what you're going to get at, whether the reward is great enough. Yes. Yes, and that doesn't have to be monetary, uh, the reward. But yes, it's it's uh, it's asking yourself, what what does this do for me? Like, what does this give me in return? Like, is this something that I want to do? And like you said as well, like, is this is this al aligned with me? Yeah, does it fit? Like, what I'm doing already. Like, if somebody would randomly, and and I've been asked that in the past. Luckily, I always actually said no to, the, to that as well. But you know that sometimes, I don't know if you get those, but uh, people cold messaging you, whether you want to write a blog post. Oh, for their yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like often it's like, so I'm, I'm guessing everybody gets the same kind of emails because it's like on topics that I'm like, yeah, it's kind of writing related, but it's not my necessarily my thing. So then I'm like, no, because I'm like, I don't know you as an individual 
I don't know your blog. So I don't see what the added benefit is for me to do this thing for you for free, of course. I don't forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that I've been, yeah. Although I, I, I'll tell you, like I used to say no to that. I've always said no to that. But there was a little part of my brain going, are you sure that, that maybe that is a good opportunity? And now my, my brain doesn't even pipe up anymore. Yeah. No, no I, just, I, I just don't have time for stuff like that. Exactly. Like my, now my brain is, my brain is asleep. Mm. Yeah. Your brain needs some sleep. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe it is by now. I don't know. Um, so do you, do you, so when you get up in the morning or when you start your week, do you plan out what you want to work on or what you need to work on during the day? Yes, I, I do that because I, I use my own journal, like 50 weeks of writing. Uh, so I do that on Sunday evenings. I just mm-hmm. take like my colored pens and just write it down. And that is like the ideal version of it. Yeah. But I also know, I know exactly, generally I know, okay, this is something I could do in the morning and this is better to be done in the afternoon. Yeah. Some yeah. In the morning I have more brain space. So it's better to do other things um, in the morning than in the afternoon. But it, it's very much... It's very much like, okay, this would be ideal. And also just to have it on one page, this needs to be done. But it really, if if I have time and I feel like I'd rather do this thing now, that's fine by me. Because as long as at the end of the, uh, the end of the week, I have ticked all of them off. Right? I've checked all of them. But yeah, so it, it's an ideal thing. Yeah, but I do that. Like, I really go like, okay, so this needs to be done. I guess I need so many hours for this. So let's do this. So I have one client that I'm reviewing some of the stuff that they already edited uh, before they hand it in. It's a it's a thesis. So I will get some stuff by Tuesday. So I'm like, okay, so my editing brain works better in the morning. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning, editing. That's just because that because it's a paying client, so that has priority for me always. So, what about um, when you don't get it done? Because then, doesn't that affect the rest of the week? I always get done what needs, what really needs to get done. Yeah, of course you do. (laughs) But I am so I am an INFJ on the Myers Briggs uh, thingy. Oh yeah. And apparently, INFJs only dream up what they can accomplish. That's useful. That is, I find that very useful. It made me really, like, I'm always freaking out. I'm always thinking I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it bleeds into my weekends, and I'm not a fan of that. That has, yeah. because of the Kickstarter, that's been happening way too much. So I, as soon as the Kickstarter is over, I'm ending that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, generally, like, I, I do have a priority list. Like. This is like I. This has a deadline. This cannot be stretched. Yeah. But the other stuff, you know, okay. There's some space next week. If I can't do it this week, I'll, I can do it uh, next Tuesday. Yeah. How do you plan then? Like. Um. So. I have I'm to a do. So I really have to. You have. You already have set things. I have two sets of planning to do, really. I have the the time that I'm in work. So I've got, like I say, that's separate 
but there's obviously things I have to get done, especially, you know, like now, because I'm going on holiday and there are people I need to see, um, clients that I need to see and things that I need to get done before I go away. So there's that element of things. But then there's also the other stuff that I have to fit in. And uh, the, the dogs are taking up a large amount of time at the moment. And some of that is determined by what's going on in an evening and, you know, what runs we're doing with, with other people. Um, so, for instance, today, there's the podcast, which we're doing. I've also, I've got to see my dad. I've got agility with Luca at three. And then we're doing a, a run around Reservoir tonight with a group at half six. It'll be dark. It'll be dark, but it'll be a nice run. So I've got a full day, really, without even thinking about writing or yoga, you know, the self-care stuff that's really useful. And I've also got to pack for my holiday because I'm at work the rest of the week. Yeah. So it's like for you, and and, and this, of course, goes for a lot of people, is that how you schedule? Because my schedule is, depending, like, if I have client meetings, you know, there will be a time and date. But generally, I can do, and like the podcast, we have like a set time that we record this. But again, we're the boss of that, right? So we could change it if we needed to. Yeah. So aside that, like I can plan in whatever I want. Yeah. So it really, it's it's been years of sort of fine tuning. When do I work best? And knowing, okay, at that time of day, my brain is dead. So it's better if I take a break then. Yes. Come back for another hour, maybe after before I just, you know, go offline and, you know, start dinner and stuff. Um, but yeah, if you, if you, like, it's, it's almost like, even if your best writing time was between 11 and 12, well, boohoo, because four times out of seven, you're at your day job. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So for me, like I don't do much in the morning, but I can, I can actually do a lot in the morning. Like as soon as I wake up, my brain is like on fire. Um, but which I don't necessarily think is a healthy thing, <laughs> but um I don't do, like, I just write between seven and eight. I just write fiction. I think the other thing is that there are times when the day job bleeds into my time as well. Like when I've got a deadline for like a a legal statement that needs to be done. And again, there's no choice. It just is one of those things that has to be done. So, yeah, it's a case of knowing what you what you need to achieve, and I, what I try and do is get the things that are most important done first, if they're not on a set time. But yeah. for instance, with the dogs, like the training that I do with Luca, you know, around cars and around being calm <laughs> around cars and stuff like that, I. I that's only it's like five minutes it's better to do it in small blocks so i i I would fit that in during the day yeah and it's also something i guess you have to be consistent and steady about you can't just 
I'm just doing this once for an hour in the weekend. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you've got to, well, for both of us, you've got to have it in short bursts for it to be fun or otherwise it becomes something we don't want to do rather than something we do want to do. Yeah. And that that's, that, that's I think, what I struggle with now is that if it's too much, I just feel that I don't want to do this. And that is my, that's the first sign for yeah. me that, that I've taken on too much. Yeah. And it's like my system goes like, I'd rather you take a nap or something. I'm like, there's no time for that shit. I know. I know. Yeah. So no answer in this episode. Like I, I, like I knew this wasn't going to be how to juggle multiple projects because I have no idea. I don't think I'm an expert. I think I'm an expert at juggling, but I'm not an expert at doing it well or in a healthy fashion. I think that that says more about the volume of work, though, or the volume of what you're doing rather than that you're not efficient about it. Oh, yeah, because I'll get it all done. Exactly. So you are. No. But then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be really tired. This is the thing. I want to get out of this sort of loop that I get really almost burned out. Yeah. It would be nice if I just get the calm a bit more integrated into my entire life. But I, I just this morning texted my partner saying, maybe next life I can be passionate about fewer things. <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not something that you really have a choice over, though, is it? No, and I also don't really want to make that agreement with myself. But yeah, but I think the same goes for you, right? Like it does, it does. So many cool things to do, so little time. Yeah, stop getting dogs. <laughs> Start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe in a year we'll have a how to do it properly. That's <laughs> it. We'll do another one then. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter or visit our website at divingintowriting.com. We'd love to hear from you and if you'd like to leave us a review, we'd be ever so grateful. Bye for now.